if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome to another edition of a hockey podcast here on ECSW. As we get you set for the semifinals, we'll do another one of these after this for the Stanley Cup final. Then probably get you ready for the offseason, do a primer on that. As always, uh, Matthew Zader joining me. Uh, you can follow him at Matthew Zader SC on Twitter. He's the uh, co-host of the Canucks Pucks podcast, head of prospects NHL draft and Canucks lead writer at the Hockey Writers. You can follow him uh, on Twitter, Matthew Zader SC. So Matthew, let's get into this. Okay. I want to talk about this first. Colorado. I mean, what on earth happened to them? Because you had a situation where they take a two nothing lead in the series against Vegas early on. And everyone's thinking, Oh man, Colorado is going to steamroll to a Stanley cup. And I thought the same thing. And there's a reason I picked them to get there in the first place. I may not have picked them to win, but I picked them to get there. I always really like Vegas, but after Colorado beat them seven to one in game one and then won in overtime in game two, I thought the series was over props to Vegas. They win four straight. What'd you think of that series? Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting to watch. I think Vegas uh, adjusted their game and uh, kind of restricted the speed that the Avalanche have. And they just kind of outworked them. And for pucks, they were, it seemed like the faster team. They used that that uh, flip out of the zone a lot, which slowed slow the Avalanche down a lot, I think. And yeah, the, the, the Golden Knights give them full credit for that, uh, that series win because they sure adjusted their game after that, uh, after game one, because even game two, uh, they didn't, you know, the Avalanche didn't really dominate as much as they did in the first game. So uh, props to them for, for adjusting the game and uh, and ultimately winning the series. Yeah, I think the first game was an even bigger beatdown than the Avs gave to the Blues. I mean, yeah, that was an ugly game. Here's what I'll say about Vegas. I think Vegas, they're not as, uh, I wouldn't, I think they're close to being as skilled as Colorado up front. I don't think they're as fast, but I think that they, um, they have a better group of guys that play full 200 foot games and they're built more for playoff hockey. Like I, I think the top line of Colorado, I still think that was the best line in the league this season, but after that, you need other guys to step up and they've been doing that. You look at what Brandon Saad did. You look at, you know, Burakovsky and uh, Tyson Jost and what those guys all did um, for that team. But like I said, I think Vegas Vegas is a little bit deeper on the back end and Flurry's better than Grubauer. I think those things yeah. really showed up in the last four games. So, I mean, props to Vegas. I always thought Vegas would win a cup with this uh, group of players. I think they got a couple years left to do so. I think this year's a great opportunity for them. I'd argue that they are almost as good as Tampa and they could, I think they're good enough to, to have a good chance to beat Tampa in a seven game series if it came to it, but who knows if Tampa gets past the Islanders, we'll see what happens with them, but uh, let's go to the North division. So the last time we recorded, it was before game seven of Montreal, Toronto, and a lot has changed since then because Montreal yeah. wins the game seven Toronto once again, loses in the first round, just an unbelievable thing at this point. I mean, I can't believe it happens every single year, but that's besides the point. It really just shows you that having four players take up almost half of your salary cap, not ideal. So uh, then Montreal just steamrolls Winnipeg. I thought Winnipeg would win that series. 
Um, I thought they were built better for the playoffs. I didn't think Mark Shifley would do what he did. And I didn't think uh, Connor Hellebuck would show some signs of, uh, you know, struggling a little bit. And I think the team overall struggled. I, I just don't think that Winnipeg was built enough to sustain uh, being able to stay in games and win games when they're not playing well. So I, I think a couple of years ago, they maybe could have done that, but I mean, what a run by Montreal. I mean, they're a team that's underrated in the sense of how they're built. I think they're built really well for this stage. Um, I don't think they'll beat Vegas, but what do you think about their run? Yeah, the Canadians, they, they are built for the playoffs here and they got four lines that can, you know, seemingly score. And you look at the veterans that have stepped up like Eric Stahl, Corey Perry, and, they've come to actually, and they've, they've actually contributed a lot to the run as well. And the young guys, uh, Kakanyemi, uh, Suzuki is a very good mesh of players that they have uh, right now. And, you know, what? like I said, anyone that has carry price, they're always going to have a chance to win. And, and price has shown that uh, time and time again. And even in these playoffs, you look at, he basically shut the Toronto Maple Leafs down the last few games and, and they couldn't score on him. And then Winnipeg Jets couldn't score on him. I think the Jets really missed Mark Shifley after he got uh, suspended yeah. there. And, you know, they didn't have the depth to withstand his absence. And you look at like Paul Stasny, he didn't step up to, to come in as that number one center. Um, I think it was really a big blow. Um, they didn't have the depth to uh, sustain uh, Mark Shifley going out for, especially for that many games. And maybe they thought, Oh, you know, they can, get him back if if Montreal didn't sweep him they would have got him back and who knows what happened after that but uh, it ended and Tyler Toffoli comes to you know from leaving the Canucks here and just seems to be doing everything for the Montreal Canadiens and the uh, Canucks really missed him this season and that's just going to keep haunting them yeah, he looked terrific. I think I know people have been peppering Joel Edmondson with questions comparing this Canadians team to the Blues in 2019. I do think it's similar in the way that they're built. You look at, you know, big defensemen, uh, you know, Jay Bomeister, Colton Pareko, Robert Bortuzzo, all those guys on that Blues team. And you look at this team, Petrie, Weber, obviously Edmondson being on both of those teams. Um, and then the, the four lines as well. I think people should talk about that. The Blues rolled four lines. They had an identity line. I think the Canadians show some of those traits as well. And they have young players stepping up. You saw what Robert Thomas and Vince Dunn did for the Blues in 2019. I think the Canadians have guys like that with Suzuki and Caulfield uh, doing the same thing. And then Bennington's not Carey Price, but he was on a roll during that run. So I think the Canadians, I mean, they're going to give Vegas a series, I think. They oh, could yeah. be swept. I mean, that could always happen. I don't think people thought Winnipeg would get swept in the fashion that they did, but it, it happened. So I don't think people thought the Blues would get swept, but, you know, anything can happen. But these series are going to be interesting. Let's go to the Islanders who took care of a Bruins team that I thought had a good chance to make a bit of a run. You look at how well they played after the deadline, bringing in Lazar and Taylor Hall, but clearly Tuka Rask was playing injured and not playing well, and the Islanders took advantage of it. The Islanders, another team really built for playoff hockey, but I think they're really going to have to – take their game to a, a couple other gears to have a chance against this Tampa Bay team. I think the way that the um, Islanders should approach it, and I know they don't have the top end skill that Vegas has, but kind of what you said, take that approach of trying to slow Tampa Bay down. Uh, what do you think about the Islanders and their, their win over Boston and what they could do against Tampa? Yeah, I think the Islanders that have a chance against the Tampa, against Tampa, they're going to have to slow them down and, and, you know, doing that, what Vegas did to Colorado, playing that, 
I don't know about stifling, but, you know, basically try just slowing that speed because the Lightning have tons of speed uh, on the back end up front. And you look at what Kucherov's doing. He's, he's playing like he did last, you know, last playoffs. And, you know, what can you say about the Tampa Bay Lightning? I think they have a big chance of repeating as Stanley Cup champions this year. And, but you never know. I mean, this year's been really weird. You thought Colorado, we thought Colorado was going to make it to the final. I thought Carolina was, both those are wrong. So my predictions are out the window now. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch how they can play against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Cause I think the Islanders have the, the guys that seem to be stepping up at the right time, like Brock Nelson, guys like that. And we'll see what happens. Uh, I think Tampa Bay is going to win it in, in the end, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I I mean, I, I look at Tampa right now. I said on the last podcast, I thought they'd beat Carolina in six. Uh, they obviously did in five. I mean, Braden Point, like I said, you could argue he's just as good as anybody on that team. I know Kucherov's great. I know Stamkos and Hedman are great, but Braden Point just does so much for them. Uh, it's going to be a really interesting matchup to watch Braden Point and Matt Barzell and how they each contribute in this series. So with Tampa, I mean – if any team's poised to repeat as cup champs, this team can do it. They've been in the mix for years. Um, I know people are talking about the manipulation of the cap, which I think is kind of a league problem more than a Tampa Bay problem. That's kind of like Tampa's not doing anything that's outside of the rules. So if there's a problem, I think the league should be the ones that does something about it. And I think maybe eventually they will, but I mean, this Tampa team is so good. Vasilevsky is, uh, is tremendous. We all know that, but I think the thing with the Islanders in this series and why I think this series could go seven they have two goaltenders that have played well in two different series Varlamov was terrific against Boston and you had Sorokin that was terrific against Pittsburgh here's the thing with that they need to be terrific because the Islanders are the ultimate bin don't break team and find a way to win they'll get outshot by 25 and they'll win the game. So I think that that's a big key for them. Um, but let's make a pick here on this series. I think this goes six and I think Tampa wins it. I wouldn't be surprised if it wins seven. I know a lot of people are going to pick Tampa Vegas, but I think they're, that might not happen. I think uh, maybe it'll be something that we don't expect, but uh, I will say the lightning take down the Islanders in six. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think this series is going to – it's not going to be quick. I think uh, it's going to go seven. I'm I'm going Tampa Bay in seven because I think Tampa is just too good uh, to not win that series. But I, like I said, I've been wrong before uh, in these playoffs here. So we never know, but I'm going Tampa in seven. Yeah, it should be interesting to see how they match up. You know, they played each other last year. This is obviously so much different. You have, you know, home, home ice advantage for uh, – teams in the first four games to each obviously rather than being in a bubble it's a it's a huge difference and we saw how big of an effect the Nassau Coliseum had for the Islanders in the series against Boston especially but um, Montreal Vegas and I as much as I think Vegas has a chance to win a cup with this core I have a weird feeling about this Montreal team mm -hmm. like I, I think they're going to win this series in seven and I think it's going to be Cole Caulfield or Tyler Toffoli um, winning it uh, in overtime in a game seven. That's just, I, the, the Montreal Canadiens right now feel like one of those teams that's going to do it. Like the Capitals in 18 or the Blues in 19. They just feel like that team that's going to either get to the final and lose or get to the final and win. But I have a weird feeling. So I'm going to take Montreal in seven. What do you think? Yeah, I have that same weird feeling. I, I think they're kind of a team of destiny this season. And 
I kind of I felt that when they were coming back against the Maple Leafs and just the mesh of players they have, the guys stepping up at at different times, and they have the goaltending, and they have they have seemingly all the pieces of a team ready to go and make a huge run. I think I think Vegas is going to have their hands full with the Canadians, and especially if they get to a point where they can't score. And you looked at what happened against Thatcher Demko last season in the bubble, and they got to a point, they get to the next series and they're snake bin. You know, if they get to that point where all of a sudden the goaltending, they can't score. Uh, I think they're going to get frustrated and Montreal, I think is coming out of this in seven as well. Yeah. I think Mark Andre Fleury is the key for them. If he can hold off, if he can play as well as he did against Colorado in the last four games, I think they have a good chance, but this should be interesting. And of course we were so close to getting that vague with our picks If our picks are correct the league would say, hey, we're so close to getting that Vegas-Tampa Bay final we've wanted for a few years, which I picked to happen last year. It didn't happen. And, uh, no, we're going to get an East-on-East final if this happens. So it should be interesting to yeah. see uh, how that all shakes out. Let me ask you a question about the draft real quick before we're done. Um, I saw Owen Power is leaning towards returning to Michigan, and I've always thought he would be the number one pick in this draft. What do you think about that? After his performance with uh, with Team Canada in the World Championships, I I'm leaning towards that number one pick for him. I I haven't ranked him as number one in my rankings, but uh, that may change when they come out in the next few weeks. But I think Powers definitely has a bigger chance of that number one pick now than before, in my opinion. And I mean, there's a lot of guys like Maddie Beniers and uh, guys like that that could go first overall. But you're looking at the Sabers with that first overall pick. They could go either way. They need defense. They need forwards. They need everything. So yeah. uh, we'll see what happens there. But to Owen Power, after that performance, the World Championships, he's got my uh, you know my vote to be that number one pick, and uh, we'll see. But uh, he definitely has has that. I kind of wonder if Buffalo would be willing to take Owen Power number one and then make the Eichel trade before the draft mm-hmm. and try to get a good pick to take Jesper Wallstedt, the goaltender. Huh. I think that would be good for them because I their goaltending is a disaster. Yeah. And obviously it takes having players in front of the goaltender for it to work. But when you got a kid like this, that could be the next big goaltender, then maybe they'll take the chance. But I'm just hoping he doesn't, I'm just hoping that Wallstead doesn't end up with Chicago because I can't take another year of one of my division rivals taking a goaltender in the first round, like Nashville with uh, Askarov last year. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely talk draft this summer. Uh, and we'll get into that. But uh, in a couple weeks, we'll be previewing the Stanley Cup final. So, Matthew, thank you for joining me. You can follow him at Matthew Zader, SC on Twitter, co-host of the Canucks Bucks podcast, uh, head of draft and the uh, lead writer for the Canucks at thehockeywriters.com. Matthew, we'll talk again soon. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, always. Uh, it's always great to be talking hockey, especially going into the summer. It's going to be a lot more of it. Absolutely. We'll be back in a few weeks to preview the Stanley Cup final.